This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Are Thin. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Um, and this is These Walls Are Thin Behind the Curtain. So this is like a special addition to These Walls Are Thin. I talk about a controversy on a, um, whether it's a television show or reality show. Mostly we're talking about reality shows because y'all probably like, why are you so obsessed with Real Housewives? of Atlanta, why you're obsessed with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, why you're obsessed with all these shows, it's because it has a real life controversy to it. And today I want to talk about real life controversy dealing with Love and Hip Hop Hollywood season six, okay? So sit back and relax, get you some drinks and snacks, we're going to talk about the real-life controversy behind Love & Hip Hop Hollywood Season 6, okay? All right, so if you don't remember Love and Hip Hop season six, let me remind you what Love and Hip Hop season six was because it was monumental to me and it also exposed something very disturbing and toxic. Um, and um, basically this season of Love and Hip Hop also exposed the fact that it was pretty obvious to me that Mona Scott Young did want all four members of B2K on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. Um, so let me give you a little back story about Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. Love & Hip Hop Hollywood, it first started with, um, it started with basically... With Amorian and Fizz as part of the cast, okay? So the first season of Love and Hip Hop was Amorian and Fizz. And Amorian at the time was with April. And April was pregnant with Amorian's first child, okay? Now, I want to talk about the rumor revolved around that. Um, just in case you guys don't know, I know some people going to be mad at me and feel like I'm bashing Amoria. I'm not. I'm just talking about the rumor. I said the rumor. But really, I don't know. It's kind of iffy. I don't know. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say it's a rumor. But it is kind of weird that after this post was made on Twitter, that now Morian has a girlfriend and they're expecting a whole baby and they're about to get married. And then they had a second kid and for some reason that didn't work out, okay? So, but that's not the main storyline. The other storyline is with Ray J and Tierra Marie and Princess. And then you had Nikki Baby on there. And Masika and Hazel E, you know, came on there as best friends. And then all of a sudden they weren't friends because of... uh 
Youngberg. Um, and then Youngberg got kicked out the cast because he uh, beat Masika. Yes, honey. Okay, so where our street was at the time, well, it still is. Okay, let's just, I'm going to call it Spade to Spade. It's still a word on the street. Word on the street was, um, what happened was, was apparently Amorian had posted a tweet on Twitter. Okay. Now, this was like back in the day when people um, so basically what happened was there was a page that seemed to be Amorian's Twitter page. I guess he had a screw up on the internet. I didn't know Amorian had money like that. <laughs> but basically, he came out and said that um, he'd been holding in for years now and that he was really bisexual. Okay, it's a rumor. I don't know what the truth was. I don't know what people are saying. I don't know if people saying that that um somebody else posted. But they were saying Amorian was basically coming out and saying that he was bisexual. Now I don't know if somebody packed his page. I don't know if somebody uh, pretended like they were Morian because I, I already told y'all in one of my blogs that I had a friend that was conned by a fake Amorian page and it was not really Amorian. It was a fake Amorian page. Okay. So I don't know if somebody had a fake Amorian page and put it out there. Um, I don't know if somebody... I don't know what's happening. I just looked at an article a few seconds ago and basically, they kind of blame Raz B. And I'm like, what? But I don't know. Okay, Freddie O still has it. Oh, it ain't showing. <laughs> of course, it's scrub. It's scrub on the internet. So, I mean, this happened, what, in 2011? Basically, they said that Amorian was bisexual, okay? And it looked like it came out on his Twitter page. Now, I don't know specifically because I know he did have a thing where he was putting Amorian and he was spelling it 1-0, which was 10, and then it was M-A-R-I-O-N. And, um, and then sometimes he spells it O-M-A-R-I-O-N. I don't know. I don't know what was the specifications about that, but allegedly people were saying that Amoria went on Love and Hip Hop with his girlfriend to prove that he was not gay or bisexual. Now, y'all probably wondering where the gay and bisexual rumor came from. The gay and bisexual rumor 
came from well I don't feel like he kind of confirmed but I felt like it was a jab from him to Amorian because Amorian was defending Chris Stokes at the time and so um, he was talking about um, the abuse that went on at the hands of Chris Stokes and Marcus Houston. And basically, Raz said that, you know, he said that, you know, Fizz was young and Amorian, you know, was like that. He was into that. So people always question Amorian's sexuality, even though for me, I always felt like Amorian to some extent was a victim as well. But Amorian, for some reason, don't want to admit that he's a victim. Amorian doesn't want to admit, and he claims nothing has happened to him. Um, but he also has been more lenient and has came out and said that he, you know, something did happen to Raz B. Okay. Um, but Amoria has not came out. Amoria has came out and said that Chris Stokes was behind the breaking up of B2K law. Okay. So, I mean, we're getting closer. We're pushing a little bit closer. We just need you to admit if there was some other weirdness going on. But like I said, you know, that's his business. And if you don't want to share it, he doesn't have to share it. And that's how I genuinely feel. You know, everybody heal. In a different manner. Okay. So, yeah. So, Amorian was on Love and Hip Hop. And I recently saw in his documentary where he said that he was on Love and Hip Hop. He was kind of telling Raz B to, to not fall into the bullshit of Love and Hip Hop. I recall him saying that, you know, don't fall in, don't fall into, you know, the craziness and don't fall in on it and stuff like that. Okay, so... This is what it says, and I got this from Out.com. Of course, it's from Out.com. It says, rumor has swirled for years, but singer Moria has reportedly finally set the record straight. Bye. In a press release he released today, he allegedly says, I pride myself in being an honest, God-fearing, respectful man. I have kept my personal life private, and I wanted to keep it that way. Unfortunately, others are interested in profiting from my anguish, so before they can do that, I will clarify things. I'm not at all what certain ex-band members are trying to paint me as. I am, however, a respectable, mature, proud, bisexual man. Girl. I don't know if somebody hacked his page. I don't know about somebody say that. Um, but Amorian has said that he's not bisexual. 
Um, Amorian has, I think Amorian has admitted to being a polygamist. Um, but um, like I said, Amorian is Amorian's business. To what he is, it's his business. He don't have to explain nothing to nobody. It is what it is. But to add um, to that, it was a certain situation that just popped up and I saved that was on Instagram. And so happened, you know, somebody is having a moment, okay? Um, and that's his bandmate, Raz B. Um, and so he was having a moment and it just so happened that they screenshot what he said um, yesterday. But one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that he said something to, um, cause the part they say, they say the part where he said, this is a threat with love. Y'all know my number. You want to play? We can play. That's a promise. I'm going to give you and a team until one Eastern standard time, bring your guns. So I don't know why he said that, but of course they highlighted that part, but they didn't highlight the part where he basically said he was begging with them, you know, please, you know, please, you know, come on, you know, get this together. You know, your secret is safe with me. I want to talk about that. Let's span on that because I was thinking about that myself because just in case you guys don't know, I have personally said to the extent I have tried to do business with Rasby. Um, and that turned around and bit me really hard in my black ass. Um, so when he said your secret is safe with me, I know for a fact that's not true. I mean, I didn't even share a secret with him. He was the one that was sitting up there telling me all the what's going on and what he was trying to do. And basically he was doing the same thing last year as he's doing this year. I'm just glad that all his all his um anguish is not ricocheting off of me this year. Um when I say that, I'm not saying that he put hands on me or nothing like that. I'm just saying he just cussed me out. That's all he did, it was no big deal. But um, clearly he's trying to get the group back together. Um, but I want to talk about what I saw with that, what he posted outside of this threat that they talking about. He also posted, you know, your secret is safe with me. Um, and I know why he would post something like that. Because he can't hold water if anybody told him to hold water. Okay. Um, and it goes all the way back to the situation that was happening, you know, not just this whole situation with me talking about the whole Amorian thing, which we are going to get to love and hip hop. But um, I got to tell you the basis, you know, of what, you know, but I, I got to tell you that the stage that was set before Amorian and Fizz got, became part of the cast of love and hip hop. Okay. But, um, the reason I think he would say something like that is because um years ago, instead of just outing his cousin in Marcus Houston, he
he chose to also drag people's sexuality. Um, and I'm gonna get, I will say this, I have always seen it as he was in his 20s. And when you're in your 20s, you say ignorant and stupid shit about homosexuality, um, bisexuality, and transgenderism, okay? Um, I'm not giving the excuse to the baby because the baby is my age. He's 30-something years old. He know better. Um, it becomes a thing when you become mature and you become more mature to where you don't have to use the F word. You don't have to use certain words to describe somebody in the LGBTQ community. You don't throw jabs at them. That's just something you don't do, okay? It doesn't matter how you feel about their lifestyle. It just, even when you get to age, even if you don't agree with their lifestyle, you stop using certain words to describe them because you're mature enough to understand these are just people and they're just living their life. Um, but Raz did kind of sit up there and he did kind of, he was outing people and he had a book that was supposed to come out and it ended up being scrapped. Okay. And in the book, he was kind of outing Bow Wow, which Bow Wow was a child. Okay. They were all children at the time. Um, but a 20-year-old mind does not understand that when it's wrong. But he was over here, he was about to out Bow Wow. He was outing. He even, one time, he even said when he was sitting up there talking about Amoria, was sitting up there claiming that what he said about Chris Stokes was not true. That's because Chris Stokes was still Amorian's manager. Now y'all know that Amorian is kind of coming out against Chris Stokes, too. He only admit that Chris Stokes broke up B2K, but he still have not came out and said that Chris Stokes have done anything um, he had, had had committed any form of molestation or sexual assault against him, which I mean, you know, everybody know there's word there's words on the street and there's stories on the street about Christo specifically touching certain people in the squad. So, um, the reason I say that he would say something like "your secret is safe with me" because in what when he was sitting up here outing his cousin, instead of just sitting up here outing his cousin Christos and outing Marcus Houston, he decided to throw rocks where he didn't need to throw rocks at other band members, um, saying that you know Fizz took up the ass first, and then he said Amoria liked it. So, you know, certain members of B2K may not trust sharing their personal life and what has been happening to them in the past 20 years because of what he did years ago. So when he say, oh, your secret is safe with me, it's kind of like, really, nigga? We're really going to say your secret is safe with me? Well, I personally know nobody's secret is safe with you. Good thing I didn't sit up there and, and say the things I really was thinking when I was texting you on the phone. I'm not going to sit up here and lie. I am attracted to Rasby. At the time, before he called me a bitch, okay? Because I'm not attracted to you. Once you call me a bitch, I don't want nothing to do with you. But I am attracted to Rasby. He's my favorite member of B2K. But I'm glad I didn't say what I was really thinking when I was talking to him on the phone or in the text message because he would have screen recorded that shit. And nobody got time to be sitting up here being up on some dude that has his own battles he has to deal with. 
Nobody has time for that. And I don't have time go, to go to jail. Uh, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to say I'm too old for that shit. I mean, you know, you got middle-aged women who fighting on TV. So I'm not too old to get into a fight. I just don't feel like getting into one. <laughs> I just don't feel like getting into one. But I will say, when he said your secret is safe with me, when he said that, that's the part that stood out to me. I know that the shade room pointed out the fact that um, pointed out the fact that you know he's he kind of threatened them a little bit. But I want to point out the fact that he said your secret is safe with me. And I will understand if they are meeting in private because they know that their secret is safe with each other. I will understand why. Because you're not going to sit up here and, and drag me on the internet and sit up here and, and make insinuations that I'm a homosexual and then expect me to share what has happened to me the last 15 years while we were broken up. That's just not going to happen. So um, I noticed that. And if he's behind this whole twitter thing with um this twitter page basically saying that i'm um, basically making it seem like amoria outed himself and came out as bisexual which honey i have so many theories when it comes to that but um if he's behind that or if he's one that created a fake amoria page because i'm gonna be honest with you i have heard that his twitter account is locked so a rasby can't get into his twitter account and this is also the same rasby that got into it with chris brown so I don't, I genuinely don't know if Raz B was behind that Twitter thing, but if he was, I would understand why they would not trust him or be able to talk in private with them. And Boog and Fizz and, and, and Amoria probably can't talk in private with each other. Um, so, you know, I mean, I would get that, but I was going to talk about, you know, the reason why Amoria went on Love and Hip Hop with his girlfriend, pregnant girlfriend, was to prove that he was not gay. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you, now that I look back at it, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, and at the, at the end of the day, I mean, now these days, you come out and you say you're homosexual, you get more praise for people who sit up there bashing somebody for being homosexual. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. And that was a big deal. I remember saying that. I was like, he's on TV. This is fake. I know this is fake. Blah, 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 blah. And it is fake. It was fake. Um, I love Amorian. And, of course, I adore his brother, Papa. I, I adore Ryan. But I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I got to be straight up honest with you. That's why this stuff is on some subscription stuff. You guys subscribe to this because I'm not going to sit up here and, um, you know. But I'll be straight up honest with you. I feel like Amorian, Princess Diana, April. He gave his mom them grandkids she'd been begging him for for the last few years. And he got them he got them kids and then afterwards he's like okay you did your job now sit down and shut up i don't want nothing to do with you you got what you want you want tv you want a television show it's a hit you're happy let it go you don't ask me for nothing else and um 
Which would explain why she was depressed. Because she thought in the back of her head, probably, well, I thought we were in love. So, you know, and this is just a theory. This is not full-blown it. But I do feel like he did use her to an extent. To have those beautiful children. And, and then after he had the kids, he wanted to keep moving. Because it, it was it did look weird that he was the only member of B2K who didn't have kids. At the time, it was believed that he was the only member of B2K who did not have children. We're not going to get with... Like I said, this is about love and hip-hop. This has nothing to do with specifically just Raz B. But if y'all don't know, Raz did come out in 2008 and said that he had fathered a son. And he said it out his mouth. It wasn't a rumor. He said it out his mouth. There's a clip on YouTube. I will show it to you. Personally, where he admitted to having a child. And now all of a sudden, did the kid disappear? Did aliens abducted it? Um, the, uh, was there a rule within his, uh, let's be honest with you. It's not too far fetched that he was part of a conservatorship. When you look at the Britney Spears situation. Um, so was part of the conservatorship was, okay, you give me your firstborn son. You don't know who he dealt with. You don't know who, you don't know if he had to deal with Rumpelstiltskin. You don't know who really is Rumpelstiltskin behind closed doors. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is just, a, you know, sort of the basis of what, you know, of um Boog and Amorian being part of Love and Hip Hop. Not Boog, Fizz and Amorian being part of Love and Hip Hop. Now Boog was not on there, but Boog did. There was an episode where Boog was talking to Fizz and he basically that it was the scene that was cut. So it's on a cutting room floor, but you can find it on YouTube where Boog and Fizz were talking to each other and Fizz was like, well Amorian's here and you know Amorian seemed to be cool. So, you know, since Amoria, you know, he's cool with us and we good or whatever, why don't we try to get B2K back together? And Boog was like, I just don't see it happening. He's, I just don't see it happening. You know, we can't get things back the way it is. You know, we, you, you know, we can't trust what state, you know, we just, I just don't see it happening. And then, you know, Ray J put his little two cents and Ray, Ray J decided to make, decide that he would be the leader of B2K since they can't get a Morian back uh, or anything like that. So, you know, I'm basically describing the first season of Love and Hip Hop. Okay. So, um, when season six came, first and foremost, when I found out that the Millennium Tour was happening, I was ecstatic, but I knew it wasn't gonna last. Um, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you why I knew it wasn't gonna last because I, I know I was looking at this um spiritual advisor and she was sitting up here talking and she basically said that you know if they don't go to therapy and hash it out in therapy, the the, the tour is not gonna go smoothly. Um and it didn't. It did not come together. People could tell when they were on stage, they were not in, in cahoots with each other. People could tell that people said they were fighting every day. Um, There was issues every day. There's all kinds of craziness that was going on. So to, but part of my, part of my thought was, was this crazy. But then when I saw Monique in April arguing on Instagram live, I didn't realize 
The Millennium Tour was a drama for season six of Love and Hip Hop. And that's when I knew for a fact that this tour was not going to be very successful. Um, and y'all saw the first episode, the first episode with Boog and Fizz, they're talking to Spectacular about the Millennium Tour and they're talking all this shit about not just Amorian, but about Rasby. And I was like, dang, can we get like four, five episodes in before you sit there and say the niggas are in bell, y'all? I said, I'm gonna stop using that word, Lord. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you you only one episode in and you over here talking about something. Dude, he, he, he's an Annabelle doll. He a Chucky doll. Something like that. You only one episode in, friend. What the hell? The tour just started. And that's when I knew that's the real true trouble, the real true issue, the real true problem on love and hip hop. Um, I was like, you know, there's nowhere in the world you're going to find um, this group working together um, effectively if you have members shooting the um, show. Now, when they first came out and said how many cast members that was going to be on the show, they said it was going to be... They said it was going to be 24 cast members. Okay. Okay. And they said that Rasby and his girlfriend were going to be included. Watching season six of Love and Hip Hop. Were they included? He was not included. Um, and that's because he caught a domestic violent charge. Uh, not a domestic. He really wasn't charged. He was just arrested for that. He was not charged for that. He was he was he he was arrested for it, but he did not. He went to jail, but he didn't go to prison, and um, nobody pressed charges. So low key, he's innocent. I mean, long story short, to be honest with you, he's innocent. If he's not, if he has not been proven guilty, he's innocent. But y'all know there's a whole other situation with that. But that's what they said. So I watched that whole season. I was mad as hell. I was like, not you didn't put the show on the show, honey. Like, not the show ain't nowhere on there, honey. So I think part of the drama stemmed from the Millennium Tour was put on Love and Hip Hop. And I think their job was to vilify Rasby. That's that's my theory. Nobody has proved me to be right or wrong. I'm just saying my theory is that they were vilifying him on the show because it was get back for him talking about people or are gay or took it up the ass. 
You know, there's no way in the world you're going to sit up there and tell somebody, say somebody took it up their ass, and they ain't going to sit up here and be like, okay, well, I will get you. And I really feel like part of that was because of what happened on Love and Hip Hop, and part of it is what happened on the Millennium Tour. Now, if you watch Amorian's documentary, Omega, A Gift and a Curse, um, he gives another side of the story, which he didn't really vilify Razzy, but he did bring up the fact that, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell y'all this. Amoria, I did pay for the little episode. Okay, don't be getting mad at me. I paid for the little episode. In Amoria's documentary, Omega Gifford Curse, um, he kind of said that Raz was violent toward the promoter. He was he was about to hit the promoter with a chair. So and then, and then once again in his documentary, he didn't vilify him, but they I think they were supposed to vilify him on Love and Hip Hop, and they end up vilifying Fizz in April, which that turned out to be the wackest love story ever. I don't feel I don't believe that them two were ever in love with each other. I'll be straight up honest with you. I just don't. I don't believe they're in they were in love with each other. Um, y'all can say I'm a hater. I just don't believe they were in love with each other. I just don't believe anything sincere was about their relationship. I think they just did it to get under Amorian's skin, not knowing that, um, and I'm going to push the documentary in parts too. You know, April was, you know, April did to get under Amorian's skin, and but she didn't tell you the whole backstory of the fact that he was trying to get a restraining order against her. Now, did he? Did she? That he didn't want to be around her. Yes, honey. He didn't want to be around her. According to him in his documentary, he said they didn't want nothing to do with each other. He said he didn't want nothing to do with her. But she basically, long story short, was talking him. She showed up one day out of nowhere and he was like, what? That's according to Amorian. That's what he said. I ain't I, like I said. That's what he said. There's several sides to every, every story. I don't know what April has to say about that side of the story. Um, she's busy being in love with Tay Dix, so <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you know, I guess she's really the one that's unbothered right now, but he put that in his, um, documentary that, you know, he was trying to get a restraining order against her. That's quite a peculiar story about your baby mama. You know, I ain't gonna say that some of y'all girls, I'm a low key believer that some of y'all, some of y'all women out here, y'all sexually abusing some men. Cause I look, I'm talking about personality. It ain't got nothing to do with look. I'm looking at personality and personality wise. When I see some of you women, I believe y'all are sexually assaulting men. I have said this several times on my podcast. I am a firm believer y'all over here sexually abusing these men. That's how y'all get these kids. Y'all said, well, his daddy don't want nothing to do with me because you abuse his ass. That's what you did. You abused that man. 
okay? And like I said, I'm there's several sides to every story. So April has her side too, okay? But that's what he said. She showed up out of nowhere on an unscheduled vegetation. And he was baffled. And he got scared. And he tried to get a restraining order against her. And he got, you know, they didn't give it to him. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. If you see the size of this man, they should have they went ahead and gave him a restraining order. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't believe he's a fighter. Say I'm wrong, but I'm just telling you, you know, I, I saw his size in person. I've been, I, I was, uh, I met his brother at his premiere in Atlanta and I will tell you, this guy cannot be above a buck 50. He's little, he has to be about five, 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 four. So it's not too far-fetched that somebody was trying to hurt him or start, somebody was trying to do something to him. Um, so yeah, and men can be victims too. You know, that's part of my project in psychology that we're talking about uh, a domestic violence against men and how it's not being taken seriously. So, you know, which also, I'm going to also say this as a woman, I can see why some women beat some of you men up. Because you're just straight up douchebags. But yeah, and it's, I mean, I can see both sides to everything, you know. It's not just, you know, it's just not empower. I mean, I believe in empowering women, but I don't mind sitting up here and holding women accountable for some weird behavior, you know. I just don't believe some of y'all are genuinely sitting up here getting these babies uh, in the in love type of manner, okay. You go over here forcing yourself on folks and that's illegal. That's 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 rape. Okay. Um, so they just sit up here talking trash. But then you don't ever get to see the personal life of Boog and Fizz. And and Fizz will sit up here and tell you his personal life that he was dating April. I don't believe any of these people have real life stories. Okay, when y'all be watching it, even, um, what's her name, Bambi? Bambi was talking about on Love and Hip Hop, how in real life, she was talking about, she like, the cast is really, really full of people who really like each other. She said, the storylines are fake. Everything is fake. So when she's like, when she, because she was talking, she was describing her situation with her and Mama D. She's like, so when me and Mama, you know, D get into it on TV, in real life, we actually cool people. We actually, you know, we actually get along. We work together, you know. Her as a grandmother and me as a mother to the children. We don't really have a real true issue. So I just never really believed that season as a whole. Everybody was sitting up here mad. They're like, I know it's fake, but I don't care if fake. Yeah, it's fake. Don't get in your feelings over stuff on that. It was fake, and it just never felt real. And like I said, I don't believe... Finn's been in the game for 20 years, 20 plus years, okay? He ain't gonna sit up here and let you sit up there and see him in love with no woman. Y'all really believe this man was in love with any of his cast members? He always followed somebody. Wasn't he with Nikki yesterday? 
He was with Nikki Baby not too long ago. Y'all really believe that storyline that he was really in love with April? Thing is, it, Finn is one of those characters on the show to where he consistently have a story because of he always bouncing from woman to woman. It's kind of like Car Cardi. It's kind of like Carly Red. Carly Red has been with everybody in the cast. So that's how Fizz is. That's how they use Fizz. Fizz is the person that's always with somebody different every season just to piss off Moniz. So for anybody to believe that storyline, it's just weird. And um, I mean... Come on, y'all. Check out the chemistry. I'm going to tell y'all this. And that's why I say I believe some of y'all be sexually abusing folks because y'all don't even notice chemistry with people. Check out the chemistry the whole season. It was just weird. I mean, it seemed like they were friends, but it never came off to me as they were lovers. Uh, it was It's like we know each other and we both have something against Amorian. So we're going to do something to piss him off. Even though he really low-key didn't care. It's, it's just, it was just a weird story. Like I said, they just came off as, as friends to me. They didn't come off as lovers to me. I'm sorry. I, I don't believe it. You need more people. No, check the chemistry. Some of y'all, y'all need to check the chemistry. Y'all believe y'all in love and you in love with somebody? You really ain't in a relationship. It's a wop-sided relationship. That's not real love. Y'all not really in love with each other, okay? And it was so weird seeing people talking about something. Yeah, he did like her. No, he didn't. Y'all the same fools who sit up here and believe that Christian Rock and, and Blueface are really in love. Y'all believe they ain't in love? I even saw a clip where uh, Christian Rock's sister was sitting up there saying, y'all believe that's a real relationship? They're doing all this clownery and foolishness for reality TV. Y'all aren't really in love? So yeah, it's just it's 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 all about that. Um I'm a firm believer with this season. This was the worst season of any love and hip hop show. I had ever seen and I had I did I didn't I didn't watch Love and Hip Hop they kept changing the cast so I'm I was highly confused as to what's going on anyway 
Um, I was trying to figure out, I was like, was Yo-Yo in any other other season? And Yo-Yo wasn't. Why would Yo-Yo extend her legendary branch to trash? I didn't quite understand that. Um, and then there was only a few episodes. She was sitting up there. I guess she was supposed to mentor Apple Watts. That's what my confusion set in. She was supposed to mentor Apple. And then I guess they were supposed to have an issue with Summer Bunny. And that whole thing got trashed. It was kind of like, I mean, it's just like the season was not, did not know exactly where it was supposed to go. It was like, I ain't gonna lie. It felt like it was missing a part. Like, they would bring up a storyline and then it didn't make any sense. Does that make sense? It didn't make any sense. To me. Now, if y'all think it makes sense, then y'all have some screwed up lives. <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. It was, just, it was this whole thing with Apple Watch, and I felt like they abused Yo-Yo, and then they added spectacular kind of low-key to the cast, but he was just there to sit there and ask what was going on with people that was not on the show. So it was kind of it just it was just kind of a weird and everywhere season to me. But a lot of people could read in between the lines of it all. They could read in between the line of it all. They could see what things were about. I mean, a lot of people could see that it was just, it was just kind of, I mean, it was just everywhere. It was like there was parts that was missing. There was parts that were added that didn't make any sense. You know, why add Summer Bunny, you know, but then she really ain't playing no real true role in the show. I mean, it was just like, it was just like, to me, let's just say this. It felt like they were trying to they were trying to get love and hip hop around the Millennium Tour, and what ended up happening was that they couldn't film with certain people because they were accused of um, of domestic violence, and that certain person couldn't film because I think love and hip hop has a zero tolerance to domestic violence cases. A situation. I just know that that season with um, I already told y'all in the beginning that whole season with Young Bird, where they were able to do the reunion and they did the reunion. And most of the time, when people come to the reunion, the reunion plays a huge part. And if that person stays, you know, if the cast don't come to reunion, that's an automatic termination. Um, but Young Bird came to reunion, and but him and Masika got into a domestic violence situation. And they got rid of Young Bird, and I think they got rid of Masika because they didn't want to be associated with that. Even though y'all sit up there and just let these women just beat each other till till the cows come home, which I don't get. 
You know, I think there should be zero violence policy anyway. There should be zero violence tolerance at all. You know, because my thing is, is one of these days, somebody going to hit each other the wrong way, and then it's going to really be some mess. So, I mean, you know, there should be a zero. But once again, they're acting on this show. So it's kind of hard to really like drag the situation but then that makes you question you know what's up with this whole domestic violence case that happened and then all of a sudden it disappeared when they found out they were not on the show So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just the storyline was just, it just, it, it it was weird. It didn't make any sense. And it, it is, it's just an add up. Um, but I, 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 I'm a firm believer that though that hole was supposed to be filled and it wasn't filled because there was a domestic violence case going on. We ain't going to go into that right there we're not gonna talk about that because that whole thing right there is a mess within itself the crazy part about this is i just looked at it and i'm kind of telling you what day it is of me doing this um podcast but um i just saw where blue face was sitting up there kissing on some other girl and christian finally announced that she's single you see what I'm saying right there? <laughs> see what I'm saying? I'll tell you, all this stuff that y'all see on TV is not real. You can't believe nothing you see on TV. You can't believe anything. Now, I know Christiane is hurt, and I hope she gets the healing that she needs and she deserves. And I hope she gets the love that she needs and that she deserves. Um... But clearly, Christian is hurt, and Christian doesn't understand that this is all a joke to him. But to her, this was not a joke, and he played with another young lady's heart, and he broke her, and all these type of things. But my thing is, is this. He showed signs he didn't want nothing to do with you when he made you get an abortion when you got pregnant with your children. So keep in mind of that. Um, so Christian, you're a beautiful girl, and one day you're going to be a beautiful soul, and you're going to be a wise woman and you're going to be able to teach girls who just like you grew up in the same situation that you can't teach somebody how to love you if their intention is not to love you to begin with. Um, but back to this love in hip hop BS. Um, clearly in season six, you can see there's a huge plot hole in every story um, on this show. Um, you can see a plot hole in every story on this show. I mean... I, I mean, except for the whole story with Lyrica and A1. Now, that story, that made my, that hurt my feelings. My feelings was hurt from that story. And I think this is where Bad Bunny was supposed to come in because Bad Bunny was supposed to be the one that was a side chick 
to A1, but then everybody got caught up in the fizz and April of the situation. So, um, and of course, everybody love B2K drama. Y'all can sit up there in the comment section and sit up here and pretend like you don't like no B2K drama. Everybody loves some B2K drama. Because the truth of the matter is, it comes from a scandal. It comes from scandal. And it's an old Hollywood story at this point. Um, so, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched the show and I immediately knew as soon as they replaced Raz B and they replaced Raz B with Marcus Houston. This is, this is how I knew. This is where I finally figure out why he was so irritated and why he was so angry and why he was so mad. Um, Marcus Houston, just in case you guys don't know who he is. He is a member of the old group, um, a old mid, early 90s group called Immature. They now go by IMX. Um, he used to play Rogers on Sister Sister. And um, he has not had a booming career ever in his life. There's a YouTuber you can go to and he explained why he has not had a booming career. And it has part, it has to do with basically uh, what Rasby was trying to tell y'all in um 2007 2008 but y'all chose to say that he was crazy and now y'all realize he's telling the truth because somebody else has came out against marcus houston before and it's not just quentin tarver tarver too um it was somebody else that came out against him which caused him to be on sister sister to uh you know not as much as he used to be on sister sister okay so um, and just in case you guys don't know, him and Jay Boog, Jarrell Houston, him and Jay Boog are cousins, okay? Him and Amorian are nowhere to be related, okay? Amorian has one brother and two sisters. Well, he has one brother and two sisters on his mama's side. On his daddy's side, I don't know how many children he got over there. But he has one brother and one brother only, and that's the fine-ass, sexy-ass, gorgeous-ass Orion. All right, Marcus Houston and Amorian were never related. Even though they said that Boog and Amorian were related through uh, marriage, I don't know how true is that. I mean, that's something I'm going to have to ask Amorian in the future. Was he ever related to um, Boog through marriage or anything like that? Um, but Marcus Houston and Jarrell Houston, who is also known as Jay Boog, are cousins. It kind of irked me. When I saw that they did a season, they had Marcus Houston added in the show. And the funny part about it was, was that Jay Boog was trying to bring back IMX like somebody asked for that. Now, I know there's some of you guys out there who know that B2K was IMX uh, baby bros. But uh, you don't want IMX as your baby bros. I'm just going to be straight up honest with you about that. You don't want that. You don't want to talk about that. That's just something you don't want to. You just don't want. Because, I mean, IMX is not known for being 
Um, it's not known, okay? IMX is no Drew Hill, no Jodeci, no New Edition, no uh, Guy, no, not even, they're not even known as like even a freaking Jagged Edge. I mean, Jagged Edge got more hits than IMX. So, but everybody know that IMX groomed B2K. Take what you will or may with what I just said. Okay. So, for some reason, Boo felt the need to spread the love. And he was trying to get the same people that were uh, promoting the Millennium Tour to promote a tour with IMX, B5, Jay Holiday. I think a few members from... What's that group called? Dave 26. That. Well, that tour only sold in Texas. That tour didn't do good. And in honor of Nene Leaks, I'm always going to honor Nene Leaks and her word. And Nene has not told no lie when she said, you don't get, you don't do, um, you don't get by by doing dirty. Okay, you sitting over here still swinging on the coattails of B2K, knowing good and well you sit up there and violated. At least we know one member. If nobody else has came out about being violated, but we know one person was violated by you. Okay. That has came out and said they violated by you. No, but you don't get by by doing dirty. And your little tour did not do good because your intentions were ill. You thought that you were still the cool big brothers of B2K. Well, I have one news for you. You were never the cool big brothers of B2K. You were dorky, you were weird, and I did not like your vibes. I would never like your vibes. Okay. And I find it weird that I don't know why the members of B2K were background to Marcus Houston character and you got served. I thought that was tacky. I was like, nobody came to see you, Otis. That's the person y'all should be saying that to, by the way, is Marcus Houston. Nobody came to see you. Nobody came to see you, Otis. Nobody came to see you. Nobody came to see you. Nobody, I when I asked this one part that hurt me about you got served. Why is Marcus Houston is one of the main characters in the show? The most popular members of B2K is Amorian and Lil Fix. Contrary to the popular belief of what Booger said, Boog was never a popular member of B2K. His Leo ego is getting in his way. Um, it was Amorian and Fizz. Why couldn't it be Amorian and Fizz since them two like fighting anyway over girls? Why can't be that? But no. Y'all over here claiming that the reason y'all broke up is over a girl. No, it wasn't. That's a lie. Y'all got broken up by a pedophile. Okay? That's just it. But I would just never, I would never like that. It's like, Y'all set up there piggybacking off B2K and B2K can't do anything for something. B2K can't do anything to help anybody. Okay? B2K can't even get B2K together. 
So for you to assume that because you feel like you groomed them, that they owe you fame. They don't owe you shit. It's the same thing when a mom raised a child. No, it's not the same thing because a lot of y'all owe y'all mama your damn souls. Um, It's the same thing with a teacher teaching you. If you become a billionaire because a teacher taught you how to become one, you don't owe that teacher a billion dollars. Granted, it would be best that it would be best if you did acknowledge that this teacher taught you how to make a billion dollars. If y'all know a teacher that's teaching people how to make a billion dollars and they have a 100% success rate, please call me. But you don't owe nobody the money that you make off of what they taught you. You just so happen to know how to do it better. But you don't owe nobody that. But it is in great judgment that you do kind of pay that person, but you don't owe that person that bad. Does that make sense? So they always had this little thing where they felt like B2K owed them something. It's like, no, they don't owe you anything. Even with the verses, they thought that Amorian should have even added them to the verses. And I felt like that was whack. I was like, no. Why? People, at this point, we will leave everything Razby said. So why would we want to sit up here and cheer for y'all and y'all verses? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it just rubbed me the wrong way. He sitting there using these same people, which is so, so the same people they use to do a concert. They use the same people to do their tour, and they only sold in Texas. So, apparently, some people in Texas live in a little hub, but they don't know what's going on, and they decide to pay for tickets to go see these guys. Okay. So they sold ticket in one city. That's it. That's it. That's all. Okay. So that rubbed me the wrong way when I saw that. But we all know who was supposed to be on Love and Hip Hop. And the show was supposed to be better. But it's not. So... Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, that 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 they talk about on that. So, um, So, yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, like, you know, when it comes to this situation, it's just like who, who you who you think you are, why you think somebody owe you stuff like that. Nobody owes you. Not even Boog owe you. And he's your cousin. Boog don't even owe you what you think he owes you. 
It's wrong to be putting people through pressure. If you did it out the kindness of your heart, since y'all Jehovah Witnesses and y'all Christians now, you should just thank God that something out of you came out successful. It just didn't come from you. It came from somebody else, and you just should be happy with what you had groomed. But no, you can't be happy for other people. You got to sit there and ride on their coattail for the rest of their life. They must sign the life contract with your asses. That's that weird entertainment industry shit that people be telling y'all about. You know? So, yeah, that's what, um, that's, 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 that's the part that bothered me that I did not like about loving hip hop is you replace one person for another. And then they try to do the same thing with the verses where it was B2K versus IMX. And I'm like, gross. I don't want to go again. I, I wouldn't want to go against somebody that allegedly has been touching folks. Allegedly. Even though we know it's not alleged, but we're gonna say allegedly for legal reasons. So yeah. Um, so I think that is what grind Mr. Thornton's gears, Demario's gears, Raz's gears, was that. Why do we have to always consider I am X when we are at the top? When the truth of the matter is they can't get to the top because they always have to consider I am X when they're at the top. And that's not right. Now, I understand there's this whole thing about people say you're supposed to pay homage to people. I am X is not one of them. Okay. Michael Jackson, yes. IMX, no. Okay. You never saw them break out into any IMX's song, neither, because they don't have hits. And they didn't even have to do songs with IMX to be relevant. I know in this day and age, y'all have this whole thing where somebody has to sit up there and make some. Um, blow up doll, uh, microwavable hoe, famous. Y'all had this wrong idea. Y'all think Nicki Minaj and Cardi B is supposed to sit up there and pass a torch. They don't owe nobody nothing. Okay? They don't owe nobody that. Y'all have this idea, oh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, they should to the sit up there, they should do features with people. Nobody owes you a feature. I will tell you right now, with my whole situation that I was in when it came to doing business, nobody owed me an interview on my podcast. Nobody owes you a feature. Nobody owes you that. So for certain people that sit up here and think that Nicki Minaj and Cardi B owes you a feature just to put you on, no. Do you see Omorion begging Usher to put him on? No. Did you see Chris Brown beg Usher to put him on? No. You didn't hear, you didn't see none of these artists like, oh, Usher, I think we should do a feature track. No. Dave Gate got famous on their own. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj don't owe y'all nothing. 
Same thing goes for the, these big male artists. They don't owe you nothing. They don't owe you a feature. They don't owe you that. And it wasn't like that back then. None of B2K hits are featuring IMX. And that's the funny part about it. If I ain't make money off dealing with you, I don't owe you nothing. So you need to stop the idea of thinking that somebody who's bigger owe you a feature. No. And it was not like that. It wasn't like, oh, all B2K hit songs were with IMX. No. All of B2K hit songs were with B2K. So that's another thing. Um, so it's just always been that weird energy over there dealing with that whole situation. Now, I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that they didn't start filming Love and Hip Hop until the Millennium Tour ended, which I think is funny because the Millennium Tour didn't end until the same the weekend before the first episode of Love and Hip Hop aired. Ain't that something? They ended the Millennium Tour at the OVO Fest. <laughs> so why are they doing the OVO Fest with Drake? The first episode of Love and Hip Hop aired the next day. <laughs> Ain't that a mess? And it's something you get to be part of one of the biggest festivals. Meanwhile, you have bandmates who are so crab in a bucket-ish, they decided to do a whole season bashing the lead singer and the group, the air, and everybody's pin cushion. Yeah, y'all like poking him and picking on him. Y'all know y'all love picking on that man. Y'all sit there and say y'all don't. Y'all bully that man. Y'all use him to try to get some coins, and then when he don't have coins for you, y'all keep it moving. Don't act like it. It's not true. You use it for what you want. You use it for whatever connections he have. And then you keep it moving and you make it seem like something mentally is wrong with him. But, you know, y'all do that in the entertainment industry anyway. Y'all do that in the entertainment industry anyway. So... It was crazy because people thought that B2K was going to be part of the second Millennium Tour that they did, which didn't happen until 2021. It was supposed to happen in 2020. And y'all know that thing came around and, and ravaged everything, you know. But 
y'all found out on Fizzlepaw's birthday that they were not going to be on the second part of the Millennium Tour. Let's talk about the way Boog and Fizz move. Can we can we talk about that for a minute? I want to put part of this podcast. I want to talk about the way these two guys move. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I'm not, I never was a Boog and Fizz fan, but I'm gonna say recently I do not care for how they moved. Um, I just don't care for how these young these men move. I don't care for how they move because I feel like they showed, I mean, let's just say this, the devil horn showed when they were jealous about this whole versus things to me. Okay. Uh, when this versus thing happened, they kind of showed their devil horns. Um, and, you know, but I will say this. I don't get these guys. I don't understand them. I don't get it. It's like they kiss people's ass when they need to. And then when they when they don't get what they want, then they all of a sudden turn on this person. And they try to expose these people on um, drink champs. And it was Boogie Fizz. Raz did not say anything. And the funny part to me was, was that Raz didn't say anything. But because he is guilty by association for tagging along with the two of them. I find that to be messed up. Um, So they did Drink Champs. And the whole Drink Champs was about Amoria was jealous of them. Now, that's what Boog said. Book said Amorian was jealous of him and Fizz. That's what they said on Jean Tramps. <laughs> Amorian is jealous of us. It has nothing to do with the fact that somebody's cousin was a 30-year-old pedophile at the time. It's all because Amorian's ego. Don't get it twisted. He do have an ego. But like Kim Burrell said, he's not as expensive as he looks. <laughs> I'm going to get a cussed out for that way. But I had to say it. That's my favorite part of her whole little thing, honey. When she said, I don't look as expensive as I, I don't look as, I don't look that expensive or something like that. Girl, she. <laughs> that was my favorite part. I was like. I love her for that. Okay. Call it dark side Virgo. I love it. <laughs> I'm not as expensive as I look. <laughs> I love it. 
You know, I'm pretty sure you still got to pay a pretty penny to get Kimberell to sing at your church, though. I'm just saying. But, um, it's crazy how during their Drink Champs interview, I didn't even look at the Drink Champs interview. I just know that they talked the whole time about how Amorian was jealous. And how he said Amorian was going to have a heart attack about him taking a girl that he liked. And then it's like you fast forward to 20 years later and it's like, so you were okay with hurting his feelings. So let's just say you're totally okay with hurting this man. So that sorry you said last year at the Millennium Tour didn't mean nothing. You so you didn't mean that sorry because you're trying to hurt him. So the whole thing is you trying to hurt him because you still you feel mad at the first time he broke up B2K. You said he broke up B2K. Granted, he didn't break up B2K the first time. Y'all ain't even talk about the second time. And the second time, y'all should be mad at uh, Razzle Dazzle over there because it was uh, him over there throwing chairs and stuff at promoters. And the promo even the promoter had a sympathy for him. Okay? But you're telling me that this whole time, your whole thing is to get back at... Amorian because you felt like he broke up B2K the first time that's peculiar that's extremely peculiar um I didn't know that men had bitch-ass disease, but apparently they do have bitch-ass disease these days. That is sad. And the funny part is, it's like every time this happened, the same thing that happened in 2004 happened in 2022. And I think it's so weird. How can you not change for almost 20 years? Y'all are grown ass men. Y'all are damn near 40. You are damn near 40 years old. And you're telling me you're still mad about the first breakup? Y'all still mad at that child stuff that y'all were doing? It was crazy because every person who did a psychic reading on them, yes, I've been watching people doing psychic readings on them, honey. They said that Fizz suffered from arrested development.
It's very obvious he's mad at uh, he he still suffers from some arrested development because you're bringing up something that happened 20 years ago in two twenty in 2003. You ain't talk about what he has done recently to piss you off. You ain't talk about the fact that he let y'all be on stage and y'all even screwed that up. I mean, if you go look at the footage of them being on stage at the first millennium at the second millennium tour where Amorian was a headliner, you saw that basically Boog was late and Boog was never on stage. But nobody can check you for that because you're still mad about what happened in 2003 that you assume caused B2K to break up. When y'all said, basically, in your little interview that you did on the internet, that people had to pay $3.99 for, y'all said Chris Stokes broke B2K up back then. Didn't y'all say that? I think y'all did say that. So it's kind of messed up that even as teenagers, y'all knew that it was Amorian that broke B2K up. Y'all knew that Chris Stokes broke B2K up. But now y'all saying in your in, in the age, the big age that you are now, you know, the big age that you are, y'all now saying that it was Amorian. This part right here saddens me. It saddens me because you're protecting someone that hurt everybody. Okay? A grown man thought it was cute to hurt a bunch of teenagers and take away their livelihood. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Amorian is not right for taking the Millennium Tour. He's not right for that. Um, I don't condone any Amorian unbothered violence. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, as you see, Amorian got his karma. Okay, now the Millennium Tour is headlined by Bow Wow, which that's kind of a giant circle karma because then y'all take the screen tour from Bow Wow and I always bring this up. Y'all gonna be like, she always bring up the fact that they took the screen tour from Bow Wow. They did. 
now it goes right back to Bow Wow. No, I have not got any tickets. I want, I kind of want, I, I don't know. I want to see Mario. I want to meet Mario. But I don't know. I'm kind of tired of the whole fan thing, you know. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't like when people take people's livelihood. As someone who has always had their livelihood taken just for some petty stuff, um, I, I don't believe in that. That's not okay. Um, I feel like since they had a whole year anyway, they should have took that whole year and did a Zoom therapy session. Um, that's how I feel about it. Um, they should have they should have did a Zoom therapy session. They should have did a Zoom therapy session while everybody was on lockdown. Instead of sitting up here and taking that tour away. Um, tour is not going to do the same numbers that they did when they were together. It's just not. Um, it's not going to be the same. I mean, I know y'all want to believe it's the same, but it's not. It's not going to be the same. Um, and this is not a jab at Bow Wow. This is not a jab at Mario. Um, I do believe Mario is a ticket seller, and I do believe Bow Wow is a ticket seller. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer, you know, you should never change things the way it was. Um, you should keep it as it is. If it works, keep it the way it's supposed to be. Um, I feel like they only did one year together. And if it didn't work, they should have did therapy to begin with anyway before the tour even started. Um, but to me, it just seemed like they didn't want to fix their thing. And it seemed like they, they wanted to use Amorian to get on tour. And this was a whole money-making situation, but it was never a reconciliation situation. And you never hear about men holding grudges like that. Men don't really hold grudges. It's Well, I mean, you know, Leo's do, but... Fizz is a Sagittarius, and Sagittarius are not known for holding grudges like that. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. This whole thing is kind of sad. 
Um, so it's 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 sad. But Love and Hip Hop knew they were gonna get a good story. Especially out of Rasby. They just wanted a good story. They didn't care about who they hurt, how they hurt them. And I mean, in most cases, they don't care about who they hurt. They just want a good season of a reality show, which I was supposed to be watching Beverly Hills Housewives, but I don't know. It's 947. It's not too late to start watching the Beverly Hills Housewives. Um, but they don't care who they hurt or who reputation did they destroy. It's all for good TV. And this is a prime example of that. But you can't, you when you sit up here and you hurt a situation that is already damaged, that makes you a cruel person. Um, and like I said, y'all seem to love money more than y'all love people. Y'all need to consider people. You know, people have situations, they have issues, and they have problems. And they, you should never exploit somebody's situation, issues, and problems. Um, because you want to don't want to be behind someone hurting themselves and, and, and doing anything. And this is a prime example. This whole situation right here. I mean, like I said, like yesterday, that was Saturday, when they um were talking about, you know, when Raz is talking the way he's talking, you get worried about people when they talk start talking like that, you know, especially when it comes to them having a A gun or claiming to have a gun um that's never good which i don't think he has a gun i genuinely don't um i just think that they just need therapy it needs to be uh, a, a a black male therapist involved somebody who kind of understand their plight um to sit down and talk to them but it, it's crazy how you know they use the destruction of the millennium tour to create a storyline along with hip-hop and 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 it ruined a lot of people's lives including even april and fizz's life And that's very unfortunate that people's lives got ruined in the process of trying to destroy someone else. Um, so, yeah, and you saw it backfire and it all backfired. All of it backfired. Even the whole situation with Amoria backfired. Amoria is not on the Millennium Tour, honey. Okay? That's how bad it's backfired. So, yeah. Um, will I be doing a part two on this? No. I think I talked about, I think I covered what I wanted to cover. I'm pretty sure I'm going to remember what I forgot and I will talk about it. But um, yeah, with that being said, thank you guys for listening to Behind the Curtains of These Walls Are Thin. I appreciate you guys listening to my podcast. I am like so outie.